Krista Harden, and today we're talking with Pastor Matthew Stephen Brown and his wife, Tammy Brown, about Matthew's new book, A Book Called You, Understanding the Enneagram from a Grace-Filled Biblical Perspective, from HarperCollins Christian Publishing. It's so good. It comes out this week, and I'm so glad I've been able to enjoy it and learn from it. Not only that, we're also getting a chance to dive deep into Pastor Matthew and Tammy's marriage, and they've been married for longer than Wes and I, and they're the three six glow. So I'm so happy to tell you they go so deep with us to teach us the nuances, not only of their pairing, but to really be frank and honest with us about what it's like to be part of a marriage for this many years and some of the ebbs and flows and the ways you drive each other crazy, but ultimately the ways that you serve each other and grow each other. And you know, that's what this podcast is all about is hope. So I'm super happy to have that today. I know not everybody shares faith, but I hope that you enjoy this episode, even if you don't. And I really think that there's a lot of great marriage tools in it. And as a fellow Christian, I really enjoyed hearing just some of the nuances of what it's like to run a church and what it's like to even just as a three, I think you're going to find it very interesting as to Pastor Matthew and how he works hard to have integrity and to be real. And even as we share the story of how his church, Sandals Church, got started, I want you to know that that's part of it too, is he wanted it to be authentic and real, but the Enneagram was what helped his church to grow so much more that now they have over 30,000 people sometimes a week tuning in online and over 12,000 people sometimes in person. So this is a pastor with many campuses and a huge vision, a huge heart, a future thinking three, and he knows all the best and the worst of his type, which he's obviously as a three going to be very candid about. And Tammy shares so many many gifts as to what she's been learning as a six over the years and how she's been managing and troubleshooting. So I love that you guys are getting a chance to walk with this mature couple as they walk through all the seasons of marriage with us today, basically, and some of their glow as well and Matthew's book. So before we get to that, I just want to remind you of one more thing real quick is we have the awesome Enneagram conference coming up, All Things Enneagram with InterVarsity Press. I'll be one of the speakers there. We also have the nine speakers from the 40-day devotionals, and this is at the end of October. So we're getting there, guys, if you're listening live. And I hope that they'll have a replay later if you miss it. But I would love for you to take a look at the show notes for both Matthew's book and the conference because it's all coming quickly your way. Lots of good resources for you. We also have an Enneagram and Marriage resource coming for you in November, the Enneagram Glow Planner. I'm so excited to launch so that everyone has 52 weeks of learning together in marriage. It's been driving me fairly bonkers that I can't open my door to more clients. So this has been a beautiful workaround to try to make sure I have hands-on tools for you every single week. So even if you are my client listening, I'm hoping you will take advantage of this too. But let's get into our show today because we have so much to cover and we have such a deep show for you. Guys, I am so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to be on it. Yay. Our audience has been pumped up for this interview and I am so excited to share your book with them, but I really just, our audience loves talking about marriage. So we're so excited to delve into that end of things. So thanks guys. Thank you. Glad to be on the show. Sure. So I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about how you got together. 
Um, we met in college my first week while I was there as a freshman. He was a sophomore at Cal Baptist University. Started dating pretty soon after we met. Here we are. We just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. Congrats. And we have three kids, uh, two daughters and a son. 24, 23, and 18. And one of our daughters just got married and our other daughter is getting married in a few weeks. So we will have two weddings in five months, a five month window this year. So it's been a big year for us. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure beautiful and so many emotions going. Yeah. 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 We like both young men. So I would say for all the dads out there, that's the, I think that's the beauty of it is our daughters picked well. And we're very happy with their choice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, lots of years of praying, worrying, fretting, and there were some boyfriends really real conversations. that I thought were disasters. So we avoided yes. those and yes. found some very, very healthy young men that we love and, and love God. So, yeah. And we just moved our son into college. So we're empty nesters for the first time. Oh my gosh. I love that for you guys. This is going to be new territory, but I know that just even reading how much the Enneagram has blessed your life, like over the years, you've been doing your marriage work anyway, but now you get to explore this level. So cool. So you guys met at college and you guys then started an amazing church together, Sandals Church. And I don't know if you have time, but if so, I'd love to hear that story from the book about how the church started with your sandals. Cause that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, I had really ugly feet. I was a soccer player. So that's how we met. So she was freshman orientation and I was a a soccer player. So that's why I was at school early and I saw this really good looking, you know, uh, Uh she's beautiful, nothing about anything. And so I swooped in, but I had extraordinarily ugly feet and I was really embarrassed by them. Um, soccer players typically have just horrendous toenails and mine were uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the toenail fungus commercials, but that's what my <laughs> toenails like. And I was so embarrassed uh, by them. And I mean, she loved me, but she thought they were gross too. And so when I started a church, I picked the name Sandals because I wanted people to know the worst or the ugliest parts of my life and still love me. And so that's where the name comes from. And then uh, I found out that there was a resort named Sandals. We were both poor. So we didn't know, we had no idea that there was a resort named Sandals. So people are always like, is this a spiritual God? I'm like, no, it was about my ugly feet. Um, but just that's what started our vision of saying, you know, church should be the place where it always bothered me that our friends would go to a bar and talk about how real and authentic they were there. But then you go to church and you felt like you couldn't be. And so that's really the heart behind Sandals. Uh, and so then the Enneagram is because we weren't very good at it you know, we wanted to be real, but we didn't have the tools to be real. And the Enneagram helped us both figure out how to do that. And I can't stress mm-hmm. that enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nobody wants to be fake with themselves, others and God, but that's how most of us live because we don't have the tools. And, uh, you know, some Christians freak out every time you say the word Enneagram, I said, look, it's just a tool that God can use to help you become the person he's called you to be. The Enneagram gave us language to what we already knew to be true. Yeah, And that's how it differs from so many other types of personality assessments. Um, I used to say, you already prefaced that Matt's a three, I'm a six. Mm -hmm. I used to say to Matt all the time, I feel like the kids and I 
are the cans. Like when remember old time, like they would, you, when you got married, you would tie cans behind the car and the car would speed off. I would say, I feel like we're the cans behind your car being dragged along. Now we understand that he's ambitious and that's how he's wired. And we look at that differently and how can we join him instead of feeling dragged along. And he understands to make sure that we're in the car yeah and not being tagged behind it now it just gave us it gave us that language to mm-hmm. give to what we already knew to be true about ourselves yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. coming up or typing us or making us into something we didn't already knew it just gave us a better understanding and language driving the car yeah and making sure we have gas in it <laughs> yes. And he does have a six arrow, which is interesting in his arrow work. So mm-hmm. what's beautiful is I talk a lot about the Enneagram glow, a concept of, as you know, uh, you know, how do we rub off on each other? So what's interesting is she does help you to prepare and to plan. And as you share in your book to navigate in a different way and at a different speed. So yeah. I love that you guys paired up because you're this trailblazing couple and just seeing how, I know you said you had to get a lot healthier after you started sandals, but your heart was in the right place when you started it. And even for her being a six, I'm sure me having a six wing, it felt so safe to read. This is how I started my church with humility as a three, like that is awesome that God had already been working on that with you. Yeah. Well, I would say a little, he was working <laughs> a little bit with me. Um, I think that really the, the seminal moment for us is, is I, I don't know, you know, I wish I was a journaler. Yeah. I'm not, so I don't have these dates written down, but it was, it was probably in our first or second year of marriage, we had this big fight mm-hmm. and this is really key to the story of us. Um, and I'm not proud of what I'm going to share, but it's just the reality of some things that happen in marriage are just ugly. And so we got into a pretty forceful argument and it ended up where she had locked herself in the bathroom and I was on the other side of the door. I was frustrated and confused and she was fearful and upset. And I just yelled through the door. I said, why does everyone in the world think I'm amazing, Yeah, but you, yeah. And I heard this little whimpering voice that said, cause no one knows the real you like I do. Yeah. And, and the, it was the Holy spirit. It was just really like a wake up call. Mm-hmm. And what I, you know, um, we talk a lot about in our, our Enneagram counseling, when we're counseled yeah. by um, our, our therapist, he talks about being asleep to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first moment where I realized, okay, I'm really asleep to how the one woman that matters to me more than anyone else experiences me yeah. because I didn't. I didn't see, I mean, I, I honestly was oblivious to uh, some of the criticisms that she saw. Now, to be fair, they were blown up because she's a six and she's reacting to what she was afraid. Mm-hmm. But I was as a three completely blind to anything that she was saying. Yeah. And that's the first time I remember in marriage where her complaints, her concerns, her fears really landed in my soul. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay, so I can get divorced, right? Which I don't believe in. Right. Or I can, I can do the hard work and say, what is it that she's seeing that I, that I don't see. And that's what I would say to so many couples is I don't think that we fight about what we agree on or what we see. What do you do when one person sees a, and the other sees B, Mm -hmm. how do you navigate that? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we read a book together in the nineties called a grief observed. And he talked about, um, you know, he's a little narcissistic, but we love that book. Um, 
he talked about that if his wife Davy loved something, that he would always try to understand it and experience it. I remember reading that and thinking, okay, so if Tammy sees something in me that I don't see, if I love her, I need to I need to try to understand why she's experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And 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 the gap between the three and the six is so huge. It was it was overwhelming at first because right, she's she's terrified of everything, and I'm. The only thing I'm afraid of is, is failure. Like I, I don't, I, I don't want to fail. And um, so in our fights, right. Her fear of me being a total loser. And then my fear of losing my marriage and being unsuccessful, right. It creates this chasm of yeah. how do we connect? And so it was a challenge for us. I remember when Matt and I went to this coaching intensive with our counselor on, and he used the Enneagram as the tool to help us. I felt so discouraged because I, I'm, I'm my highest is a six and my next highest are, is a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and my lowest is a seven. Well, his highest is a three yeah. and oh, a seven. seven. <laughs> you know, he wants to do it and have the best time. And I felt so discouraged, like, yeah. like the, like the bummer of the party, like the fun sucker, like I'm yeah. too scared to do it. Right. The six. Yeah. And if I got over my fear, then there's probably something else I should be doing instead. The mm-hmm. one. And I said, I am like keeping him back. And our counselor was so great in saying, when you guys are both healthy, yeah. it's actually such a great combination as in any pairing in marriage of health on the Enneagram. He said, think of Matt, like a helium balloon, Matt's three highest Enneagram numbers. His primary is a three, then seven and eight. So he's just going, he's going fast. He's going hard. He's going to win it, do it, experience it. My highest is a six, one, and two. He said, picture Matt as the helium balloon. He's going to soar to great heights, Mm -hmm. but left to himself, he will float into oblivion. Absolutely. And you're anchored. Think of you as that anchor that holds a helium balloon down. You're anchored. And so the pairing of that means Matt's going to take me to places I would never go. And I'm going to keep him grounded into the reality of who he is in his life. Uh, And I just appreciated that so much of like seeing my role to play with him and his with me, instead of seeing mm -hmm. myself as a liability to his strengths, I was able to reframe that into saying when I'm my healthiest self, you know, when I'm not being ruled by fear and self-righteousness with the one, you know, um, that, that I could have, then I'm actually a strength to him and not a liability. And I didn't need to be afraid of his strengths because they were strength to me. Like he's going to take me places and that's been our world. I mean, on my own, I probably would have never traveled the world, but because of him, we've, we've been on almost every continent things I would never do. He makes sure I understand the plan. Hmm. I'm involved in it. I know what to expect to get over some of my fear. Yeah. It's just, once we recognize that in each other, it's been really great. Oh, that's beautiful. You guys. And it's so hope filled and grace filled. As I was sharing your book with my husband, he was really happy that you guys took that perspective against what Tammy is saying could be the perspective, which is just absolutely for anyone who has any tri-type or wing or arrow to a one, just so devastating, but to say there's grace for all, because as he was reminding me, once you know, this inner secret code, if you will, of the Enneagram, 
it's like you have this intimate knowledge about people in your world and each other and your church members. And so if you're not coming from a grace-filled perspective and a hope-filled perspective, you miss out on the gospel. You Mm -hmm. miss out on the fact that Christ has already done it for us and we just need to live our best now for him. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're missing something huge. And now all of a sudden you're doing the very thing you're saying to the type one, stop shooting. Now you're shooting everybody. So your book, I love how you say grace filled biblical perspective, because this podcast is all about grace and real marriage. Real marriage is tough. We've been married 20 years together, 25 it's hard yeah, but yeah. when you take that perspective of, oh my gosh, like we could really go places together if we get our stuff together. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I think with couples, like when we do coaching with couples, that's what we try to say to each other. Like one of our coaches had once said to us, you know, if you think of every style as a tool, then, and you need all the tools, right. To get all the jobs done. If Matt and I were both the same tool, Mm-hmm. And we put our tools onto the table. Then we have two hammers. Yeah. Well, you don't need two hammers. What about all the other jobs? And so when you look at your marriage as what are all the tools brought to the table? I don't want to be the same tools as Matt because we have that covered, mm-hmm. but together, then we have all the different tools with our differences. And I just think in marriage, it's such, it's such a hang up to think of your differences as being a liability. Mm-hmm. But the key is being able to trust that the other is going to bring their tool to the table to your benefit and vice versa. But it really, if you can start reframing and thinking of your differences as assets to your relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. like I said, Matt's that high three, high seven, high eight. I'm not those things, but I have those things because he's mine Mm -hmm. and I am his, you know, so I'm more of the planner, more strategic Mm -hmm. in it, more thinking of what could go wrong so Mm -hmm. that we're prepared on for whatever we need for it. Um, we're an asset to each other because of our differences, but it, you have to, you have to be willing to think of that, think of your marriage in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about the book you guys have, because you give relationship tips for every single type. And that is so key. And then you also give a biblical paradigm for them to look through. I'm not the only one. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, this is so cool that I saw the seven one and I'm like, David, I'm like, that's too good for me. You know, like it was so fun for me to feel like, well, sometimes I'm like, okay, we deserve all the crap we get as sevens, first of all, but (laughs) second of all, like, thank you. You know, so there's a sense of like, just grace when you're like, there's good in me, there's something I can do in the world. So I would love for our audience to get a chance to hear from you on some of the ways that your book could speak to them in their marriages, especially around just grace and some of the characters. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I think that all of the styles, you know, I pick biblical characters that I really respect and appreciate and look into. And I think the first thing that it can help you do in marriage is depersonalize your issues. Mm -hmm. So I think that for so many times when I struggle with people, I think it's, it's a them issue. And a lot of times it's me having a lack of grace for, for things that they may or may not see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have an eight in your life that you're trying to deal with and you want to hold them accountable for the nuances of facial expressions and, you know, uh, just, just the things, the nonverbal cues that we all pick up on, you, you can't expect them to, to see that any more than you could expect a person who can't see 
to, to tell you the color of a tree. And so you have to learn to be very blunt and very clear and stand your ground and say, Hey, this is who I am. And so what I think it will do is it will give you, I think, grace for people because the first thing I always get asked is what's the best style? What, what numbers are the best for being married? And and here's the best numbers is healthy numbers. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what you are, if you can move to health, because sin is a relational disease and, and Christianity is, is a movement of relational healing towards God through Jesus, towards ourselves through Jesus and towards each other through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And And the Enneagram so beautifully and profoundly tells you your sin. Here's what it looks like. And here's how it's going to impact you and affect you. And so uh, what I would say is the book will help couples get to the root of what their issue is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tammy and I, we we had a vacation a couple years ago. We stayed at like a five-star resort, something that we couldn't afford early on. And I was so thrilled. And we got in such a big argument. I wanted to go home. We're, we're on Kauai. We're, I'm not kidding. We hadn't checked in into our room yet. We got an ocean view room. Yeah. We're, we're, we're sitting down waiting for our room to open up. And I'm so angry with her. I just want to go home. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it all stemmed from we were going to stay with my family the next week. And she had some fear about it. Yeah. All I want is a successful vacation, right? I'm a three. What I planned it? it and this is a win. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. I'm like, we can't even get along on a beach on God's morning. island on a beach, you know, and it was very defeating yeah. and it, 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 it didn't, I just didn't see her. Um, you know, there are so many aspects to like her personality. Like my, my wife loves to rearrange furniture. I thought for 15 years, it was just to tick me off. Like, you know, I, I get up in the middle of the night and chairs are in different places and I'm, and I'm like, and she's like, no, she's like, it relaxes me. So as a high one, right. I need to celebrate that. And I'm like, yes. and she's not asking to buy new furniture. She just wants just to move it around. Way it could be done. Yeah. It could be and so I'm like, oh, so, <laughs> so you don't do this to tick me off. You're doing this because it brings you peace. Well, that should matter to me. And so I'm now like, okay, move it wherever you want. My only complaint now is, you know, we're getting older. I'm like, don't move everything by yourself. Cause I don't want you in the hospital, you know, and, and utilize people. To, to help you move some things. Yes. So I think it will give you grace for each other, language to talk about things mm. and, and to be able to say, like, just even with this book coming out, I've been able to say, Tammy, to Tammy, my unhealthy three is getting the best of me, right? Yes. So what are my fears as I move to the six that it will be unsuccessful? It won't do well. And, mm. and so, so instead of me just being a jerk because I'm having anxiety or worry, I have language to say, here's what, here's where my stressors are. Here's what I'm feeling. And so she, you know, can, I can, I can respond to that knowing his motivation and be able to say, you are not this book, your identity and your success is not held on. If this book does amazing or if it tanks. Oh my gosh. So key for a three. Yeah. Yeah. I have that language. And I think what I would add to that is, um, what the book will do is it'll give you understanding Um, which comes in key when you have a misunderstanding. And here's what I mean by that. People ask us all the time about how we use this as a tool. And I think one of the best ways we've been able to use the Enneagram Mm -hmm. is in our approach to one another. So I know Matt's fear is failure. He knows mine is safety and security. When we used to fight Mm -hmm. um, and we still do argue, but when we, (laughs) in our old arguments, I should say, you know, if Matt has a criticism of me, 
I actually stop hearing the criticism and mentally I start making an escape plan. I would start saying, okay, how do I need to care and take care of myself? Because he's leaving, right? I go to unsafety. This is over. Which I I have never never once said. She's a survivalist. I don't even hear what he says. I just go, how do I make myself safe and secure? When I come at him with a criticism, he stops hearing me because he's just like, this marriage is a failure. It's a, I'm a failure. I want to avoid failure. I got to avoid this. And so one of the strategies we've done, which I think the book will give couples an understanding of what motivates the other person is when Matt comes at me with a criticism or something he wants to talk about. Now he usually starts with, we're good. We're going to make it. I'm not going anywhere. Our relationship is safe. Now I'm still in the conversation and we can get to whatever. For me, what that looks like with him is I can start with, here's all the ways that you're killing it at our marriage. Like the total win. Like, I love how you're doing this. I love this. Can we work on this? He's still in it because I don't come at him and he's not already going down the spiral of this. Well, this is, I failed. It's a failure. I don't want to deal. And so coming at the other person, reassuring their fear, the book will help you understand what what their style fears so that you can ease the fear to get into the issue. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think the book will do so well. Yes. And I see that in the book. And one of my favorite overarching theme of the book amidst the other Enneagram books out there was how clear and direct it is. And mm-hmm. I believe that's because Matthew is a three and he's a logical type. So reading it is very practical and we can walk away with tips that day, which is extremely helpful versus digging. And as we all know, the Enneagram can go leagues deep and take years to really continue the studies on, which is fun about it. But let's say, Hey, I'm in a marriage crisis and I need some tips today. That's what I loved about your book is especially for my one hubby, he's medical, he's busy. We could go through the four types on loving him and me in, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes. And now we're healthier as a couple. And like you guys said, at early stages of marriage, even just earlier, if a couple has been stuck for 15, 20 years, it's, I'm not going to see the plank in my own eye. Of course, I'm not doing what you're saying. Everybody else sees me as almost flawless because I'm killing it out there. Whatever right. type you are, if you're continuing to do your discipleship in Christ yeah. or, you know, get healthy, but then at home, we're seeing all the residual baggage and it's real. And so I love that you guys are giving us real tips, not just like, oh, we're perfect. And that's really hard for me. Cause that's, out there a lot in the marriage world. And so I won't even, I really won't even talk to anybody who isn't real. So mm-hmm. reading your book, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Cause we need this. We're not perfect. And I've been studying marriage for two decades. Yeah. Amen. No. And yeah. that's what I would say is it's, I think my book is for practical advice mm-hmm. for couples who are struggling. And I think for anybody out there, who's um, intimidated by the Enneagram, this is a great place to start. That's mm-hmm. what I would say mm-hmm. is my book is a great place to start. Um, yeah. and ultimately it's going to show you where, where you need to invite Jesus. And what I share with our church is Jesus only heals the, the areas of our life that we surrender. Mm-hmm. And so the Enneagram is going to show us where we need to surrender and say, Lord, here, here's, you know, here's the thing that I, I need you to change specifically because everybody I think wants a healthy marriage, but where's, mm-hmm. where's the problem. And, and a lot of times I think we fight around the problem rather than understanding, okay, here's the issue. 
And we just, you know, before the Enneagram, we had the same fights over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, And we couldn't ever get through them. And the Enneagram kind of turned the light on and went, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, here's where it is. I need to provide safety and security um, in the midst of this. I need to push through my fear of being a failure and actually say, okay, the failure for me is not dealing with it. So I go to the nine, you know, so I've got to come down, I've got to deal with it and I've got to be specific and clear. So, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And what were you going to say, Tammy? One thing that got me thinking, which we haven't super talked about, but another thing I think is super helpful in marriages is that the book can help is that the styles that aren't your spouse's top style or styles um, actually will teach you a lot about your family, your extended family, Mm. because a lot of marriage issues actually do revolve around extended family or tension in marriage. And so I think that's been helpful for us to say like with both sets of in-laws, you know, Oh, Here's why that plays out like that. Here's why that dynamic is like that. And that's helped us alleviate attention that we had with one another. Absolutely. By just understanding our family, the family dynamic. And so I think when you can, you're going to learn a lot about your spouse and how you can approach them and have some new strategies. But I think also you will alleviate some tension between the two of you about extended families mm. when you understand the styles of siblings and parents and in-laws and mm. that kind of thing. So I, I just think that's a different layer that the book will help you when the spouse aside, you're going to be learning about people close to you and what motivates them and why they speak into your marriage or always try to help or, and then we're getting to learn in real time right now, the kind of in-laws we want to be, you know, by understanding our kids and their spouses, you know, they're they're very different. And so in real time right now, we're getting to say, okay, our son-in-law is a lot of this kind of a style, which means we need to love him like this. And I I think Mm. there's just, it's a very, I think there's a lot of layers of the benefit of the book being as simple as it is and just understanding one another. Yeah. And I would say for all of your um, ladies that are listening, you know, uh, women buy 80% of all books. Uh, Women do most of the work in terms of relational healing. I think that this is a great book where your husband who maybe is not into the Enneagram because yeah. uh, one of the worst things that can happen is as a wife, you dive head up deep into this and your husband is clueless. Mm-hmm. That will actually create a gap. Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity to say, hey, let's read this together. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk about this together. The chapters are short. She just mm-hmm. read one chapter um, just on on her style uh, right before just literally in a couple of minutes. And um, so it, it's very, very easy and I think I get guys really well and I communicate mm-hmm. to men really well. And um, I think that's important um, because we need men, especially husbands and dads, to be aware of themselves mm-hmm. so that they can become um, uh, better, better men in, in the mm-hmm. family. And so I think this is a great opportunity for a wife to say, hey, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Um, each chapter ends with how to be real with yourself, how to be real with one another and how to be real with God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wives, you know, they go to church and they have an expectation of what their husband's time with God should look like. Mm-hmm. I think this book will allow you to say, here's my husband's primary style. And here's what his 
time with God could look like. And so I think, you know, wives think every husband's going to be a five. He's going to dissect scripture. He's going to exegete it verse by verse. He's going to lead the family like he's a rabbi. Right. And, and for most guys, that's just not how they're wired. And, um, this is going to allow them to have grace for what, what might that look like? And, and how could we, we do that? And, and the win for wives who desperately want their husband to grow in spiritual, spiritual leadership is for him to get some wins. You want to destroy your husband, make him feel like a loser when it comes to being the spiritual leader of the family. And so I think that this book will give perspective, um, you know, for wives to just really encourage their husbands. Um, You know, I think our culture is doing, I think our culture is doing an amazing job at raising women. We are doing a terrible job at raising men. And so I think this will help men. And like I told Tammy, um, you know, my, my, my story is my grandfather moved to California with his mother and his four siblings and his father was going to meet them. He never came. Mm, wow. So that's, so that's the origin story of my family. So my grandfather was bitter and angry. And at 18 years old, he joined the military world war II. got out, got married, had my dad and had to financially care for his mother and four siblings. Oh, wow. So you can imagine there's a lot of male brokenness yeah. You had to work so hard. My dad really struggled. And here's what I told Tammy is I'm learning all of these things. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a father. I am, I am making mistakes and learning. And I think that Tammy had a really high expectations as a one and a lot of fears as a six. And then I felt defeated because I'm like, I keep losing. And so there's, there's no point. And so I just had to say to her, I'm, I'm learning. And, you know, I, we just had to have a conversation with our daughter's fiance because I saw him failing. Yeah. And I said, I said, look, I said, I love hey, you. Buddy. I said, I'm on your team. <laughs> yes. I said, here are your responsibilities as a husband. And here's what you're missing. Yeah. You know, and I just told him, I said, I said, you know, uh, we're very real. I said, do you want to have passionate sex with my daughter? <laughs> I, said, I said, is that your goal? I said, let me tell you how women work. Women don't work if they are not emotionally and spiritually connected to you. And she is going into this, this, this wedding and she's feeling disconnected from you and she doesn't have the language or the skills. And I told our daughter, she told me how she felt. And I just said, sweetheart, I love you. I'm more confused about how you feel than before when you started talking. And so I, as your 50 year old dad who loves you, I held you as a baby. If I have no idea what you just said. We can't be, we can't be critical of your fiance. Who's yeah. 26. Mm-hmm. He's 26. He has no idea what he's doing. And so, and so I'm trying to help them to say, look, guys, here's where you're missing. And a lot of it's just Enneagram styles. It's, yeah. it's just how she processes. He's mm-hmm. a high eight. I said, baby girl, you have to be direct. And I would say that's the biggest mistake I made early on, not just in our marriage, but in leading eights. I would try to help them find the answer. No, here it is. <laughs> yes. Here's what you're going to do. And you almost feel like a jerk, but then they respect you. Absolutely. You know? And so he's high eight, which I, man, I love eights. And we, we love eights in our life because you guys they don't both get along so well with eights as threes and sixes. Yes. Yeah. Well, cause they don't BS you, you know, it's yeah. straight well, up. They're very driven. The threes yeah. like that. And for yeah. sixes, sixes value the truth. Absolutely. Eights are Good leaders. Like- whether you like it or not, which a six actually appreciates because at least we know the truth. Yeah. Exactly. 
I love that. I love those types. They all go well together. And I love that that's your son-in-law and that you can learn how to communicate with him because you've worked with all these eights and what's your daughter's type. Uh, I think she's a nine. Okay. Gotcha. Which is a very common pairing nine, eight. So, and it's an awesome pairing as they get their momentum. So it's beautiful that you're like, Hey girl, you got to give him your voice. You got to be clear, direct. That's a direct type too. When they can get the gumption up to do it, which it takes a lot to get their gumption up to say I'm in and I'm staying in and I'm not retreating. So it's beautiful that you guys are there to hold her a little bit to say, we're going to help give you lift off, but you do need to talk these things out. And that's also why I think your book is so great because we're shy to do that. Even me as a seven, sometimes you're like, this is going to cost me time, energy, money for me, emotions, which I run from, but it's so valuable. And when you have a direct line, like your book, you're like, okay, I think I could do this. Mm -hmm. I think what I hope that the book will do for people is I spent a lot of time personally looking at the gifts and strengths of everybody else, of course, like, I think we all do this and we pair it, we compare those to our weaknesses. Yeah. And so one of the things that I say, when we go and we talk about the Enneagram different places is what the Enneagram helped me to do. And I hope it does for everybody who reads it is to, to recognize that you bring, you reflect some portion of God that, that this big mosaic of humanity needs to make the world happen and to, to stop wanting to be all the other styles. Mm. You don't need to be those because your style is necessary to the world and to the body of Christ. And I think it gives people freedom to say, it's okay that I'm not, I think we spin our wheels trying to be every style, Mm -hmm. trying to be everything all the time to all people. And there's a freedom to say, Hey, you have your role to play in your style. And I have mine. And it just, it, it sheds some of the exhaustion of trying to be everything you're not, which gives you capacity then to be the best version of who you are. Mm -hmm. That's well said. And as couples, it invites us into, if I can nourish my spouse and what they are and who they are and what they need. And I can go to God for what my spouse can't give me. Then I think you make so much momentum within your marriage right there, because even though you might learn your types through your book and, and you might say, I've got the tips down. It was so well organized, but then you go home and try them and it's murky and it's gray and it's messy. It's like, okay, but back to my pillow, back to God, back to lament, and then back to praise, getting up, washing my face and saying, thank you, God. I needed to like, let that steam off with you. I needed Mm -hmm. to be healed with you even. And now I can go back with courage, especially for the six to my spouse and not retreat and just be present. And I, and we all do that in different ways. And I like that your book book incorporates our faith walk because the Enneagram does fall short. And some people don't know that. And they think it can just help me with every level. But if you even are more of a mathematical type and you look at the diagram of it, you see there's an empty space at the bottom, like, Hey, we need God. This is where God lifts us up and enters the story when we're at the, in the dregs of despair, having that dark night of the soul. So Mm -hmm. it was really cool for me to see the way you continue to bring, you know, through our weaknesses, Christ is seen. And so that is what I love about what you said, Tammy, that it's like, you really can despair. And I think I do it regularly because I'm constantly studying Enneagram and working with couples. So I'm like, oh, there I am again, stuck in my passion and my fixation. But when you really do pair it with God's grace, 
This is Mm -hmm. the coolest part. Like you said, you get to use your type. Like you don't have to be everything. God's Mm -hmm. like, I know your weaknesses. I know your flaws and Mm -hmm. I'm going to use you right there so that I can be glorified. And it goes all the way back to Sandals church beginning when Mm -hmm. Matthew said, you know what? Like I have these ugly parts of me, God, if you can still use me with this and I can be real about it, then I think people might see you more. And sure enough, look at your church. It has how many members now? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so everything, you know, cause we're in California. Uh, yeah. so it's very different than the free freedom you appreciate in uh, Florida. Yes. We're, we're, I think we're 12 campuses. Um, wow. you know, our live attendance is still pretty small. It's about set. I think it was 7,500 like last week. Yeah. California. But online what? we run about 30,000 that watch each week. Mm-hmm. Um, during the pandemic, it, it peaked at a half a million people were, people were frightened. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yes, you know, and, and most people in California don't go to church. So. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. very telling of how the yeah. pandemic really uh, brought people to their knees and just working with a couple who had gone through COVID. And I said, I, I know we're here for other parts of your marriage work, but that brought you to such holiness because you were just so aware of the brevity of life that I hope we can hang on to that. And I hope as a culture, we can hang on to these lessons from COVID of like, you know, life is a vapor. So loving God, loving your people, that's everything. So having this tool, like your book and your integrity and honesty and saying, Hey, we're not perfect, but we're, we're trying to do what's right. We have a one in our family. We want to do what's good and right. And we have a three who really wants to help people to get organized and to do uh, things well, and to display the glory of God. Like, I'm so happy that you guys haven't lost sight of that and you continue to share it. And your book is just like you said, one more evidence of just putting your weaknesses out there and saying, God, whether the book fails or not, and it's already succeeding here it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Sometimes I'm like, okay, God, this is hilarious. She, because as you know, the six mm-hmm. hates lying. Yeah. Lying makes you feel so insecure. Whereas mm-hmm. then the core sin for the three is the deceit. You know, we, We don't share everything or we embellish so that we seem more successful. Mm -hmm. So I think that that every single pairing has something like that, where you bring your best self to the table, like the thing that I need to have grace for and understand when there's any form of deceit, understand that, like I said, it's not personal. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the achievers way of seeming successful. Mm -hmm. Right. But my need for truth is actually drawn Matt to the best version of himself. And like, I don't have to cover up and lie because first of all, the truth is what makes my wife feel stable, even if it's ugly truth. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I'm loved regardless because of the faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I think every version has some of that, you know, with Matt, with we're going to do this. And I'm like, how are we doing it? I don't know. We're just doing it. You know, what I bring to the table as well, we probably need to get this, 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 and this in order because Mm -hmm. the six is very strategic, right? At our best, when, you know, at our worst, we're thinking what's going to go wrong, but at our best, we think what's going to go wrong. Then we figure out how how to counterbalance that and we get places. Mm -hmm. And so I think for couples, just figuring out that conversation and what that looks like is so important. And then coming up with the strategies of what is your person's style most afraid of mine is, is being left and not secure. Right. 
His is failure. What does that look like for whatever your pairing is? And how do you start the conversation? How do you, how do you create a new strategy that starts the conversation of conflict Mm -hmm. with, with attacking that fear head on saying like, I'm not going anywhere, or you're still for the one you're really Mm -hmm. good. Or I love when you help with this for the two or whatever that fear is coming in with the win for the fear so that you can go to, but in this one little area you know, in conflict, I think will make such a difference. Yeah, I actually do have a story. So um, it, I think it was in your chapter on the six, but we went, we went scuba diving together. <laughs> Love this our, story. Uh, yes. Yeah. Tell our so, audience's story. Um, <laughs> and, and we're, we're still friends with this couple by the grace of God that they're, they're married. Um, but for those of you who haven't read the book yet, we went scuba diving, which had, had I known about the Enneagram, I never would have asked my wife to scuba yeah. dive. Scuba dives is very dangerous, especially <laughs> in California. Like we have great white sharks, cold water, dark water. Um, you know, it's not like the beautiful water where you live, where you can oh see, like you, you can't see yeah. very well in California. And so we went scuba diving off this Island called Catalina and it was our first time diving without a guide. Mm-hmm. So we had just graduated we didn't have a guide with us, no instruction. I was the leader and we went with our friends. And when we came up, a huge storm had mm-hmm. happened just out of nowhere while we were under the water. And mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time, but Tammy's a six, right? We're all going to die. Yeah. Leave us alone. Like she looked me in the face like crazy and was like, just let I me die. Yeah, like, you know, in the, old, the old movies where the men would slap a woman, you know? And I was like, <laughs> No, but I was thinking, I was thinking that's why like they do yes. And one oh losing God. control. So it was the perfect storm, yeah, literally. Yeah. So I flipped Tammy upside down backwards so she could just yell at God. And I look and my, I, we were with another couple and the husband, he just left his wife. He oh left God. her yeah. and her name is Sandy. And I looked at her and she's looking at me. Yeah. Her, like her husband, her champion just left her to drown. And I said, I said, stay with me, you know, because I think sometimes we listen to others rather than our spouses, you know, like if I say, I do know that that's crazy. But if your husband said it, she'd be like, oh, that's really good. Um, (laughs) Why do we do that? Oh my gosh, we're awful. I said, stay with me. I'm going to save you. And I told Tammy, I'm like, shut up. You know, and I flip her upside (laughs) down and, and I'm dragging her towards this boat. And, and here's the thing about my friend, Scott, that we didn't know. He, his mother was schizophrenic. Okay. So he was raised in a home where he had to protect himself at all costs. At all costs. Yeah. And, and when it comes down to it, his fear overrode his love for his wife. And, and what I would say to people is if you don't understand your darkness, it may wreck your beauty and you could run away from mm. God's greatest gift in your life. And he abandoned his wife in his fear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, the story, we finally made it back to the boat by the grace of God. It was terrifying. Um, everyone needed to be rescued. I think, would you say 35 people need yeah, to be rescued? Yeah. Um, we got on the boat and there was a, a scientist from San Diego state university and he, what's, he's a Marine biologist. Yeah. He said in 25 years, he had never experienced something as frightening as that. So, so my fear wasn't crazy. Yeah, so it was, our first, yeah. it was our first dive. We got on the boat and Sandy punches Scott right in the face. <laughs> and she's just like, if you ever leave me again. And, and I would tell you, they went through 10 years of really trying to figure out their marriage because his, and, and everybody listening, what protected you in childhood will ruin your adulthood. Yeah, yeah. And so Scott, as a child, had to protect himself. And when it came down to it, you know, so his dad, think about this. His dad divorced his mother because she was crazy. Guess what? She was and left the children with the mother. 
And it wasn't until Scott's Mm. teachers turned in the mother for abuse because she thought they had aliens on their back, right? Right. That that Scott then was protected by his father. And so he has an entire childhood of looking out for self, self self-comforting, not Mm. being honest, um, that he worked through that. And he almost lost his daughters, beautiful Mm. daughters, um, and his wife and his marriage. And, and really the vision of being real, I think ultimately is what saved them. And they stepped into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's a counselor, um, got a lot of knowledge, but right yeah. when it's personal, that doesn't always help. But mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite story of like, I don't care how strong you think you are when your boat gets rattled, the worst of you comes out. And if we're not careful as married couples, we're going to run from the very thing God's called us to save. Mm. And, um, mm. and we saw that, well, she didn't see it cause she was upside down, but I saw it. <laughs> Panicking. Yeah. I, 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 I never thought my wife would tell me to just let her die, but that's what she said. And I was like, yeah. no, no, you know, we're not doing that. And so <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a free, right. I'm in self-denial. We're going to get there. We're going to yeah. be safe. And the truth is, you know, adrenaline just took over. Cause I think if I would have thought about it, like her, we just would all drown and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And threes have a very huge heart as you guys know. So when I see a healthy three, even sometimes an honestly, an unhealthy three has a very healthy, like love for people, despite maybe the self-deceit or others deceit going on. So I love seeing that that was still there. It's like in our deepest, worst moments, sometimes you still see this thread of Christ and that was there. And that was key for that moment that God used you, even though you weren't saying I'm at my healthiest Enneagram moment. It's like God to to the listeners, God can still use you even in your weaknesses. And there was a part of Tammy that had wisdom there to say, guys, this is trouble. This isn't good. And as every six will tell you, I told you, so this is why I do this. So there was a bit of that for you guys to then, as you, you know, ending the story in the book, I know you say, you know, we, we don't do that anymore. Like that's not going to be healthy for her. And now I, I take it a little slower if we're traveling and I understand to listen to her safety concerns. And, and yet you're telling people at the same time, whatever your instinctual variant or sequence or type, um, please don't let it get in the way of the good that you can do and that your spouse can do. Thank you for sharing that. That's critical. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm so glad you added that story because yeah. Yeah. No, that's life-giving. And I was going to say, are there any things for the three, six pairing? And I feel like you covered some of that too. Um, And I will ask if there's anything else for a three, six pairing that's starting out, you've already shared how I think a lot of our our audiences really um, coming at this after two years of podcasting, they're really deep scholars with this. Some of them are new, but um, you know, this pairing is very curious to this group. Everyone's asking for this pairing. It's a trailblazing pairing. So we know the six likes to be led. The three wants to lead. Tell us some tips for uh, new couples of this pairing. What can they learn? Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, I think that um, there's just beauty in that. I mean, when Tammy and I met, you know, I was running for ASCB president, you know, I was I was taking the world by storm and she was my campaign manager, man. I mean, she came along right along <laughs> behind me, you know, and I, I think that there's real beauty in that. Mm-hmm. I think what just as a three, you just have to be aware that you can't chase everything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, there, there's a great book out there, a, a beautiful world word called no, and threes need to learn to say no to opportunities because, you know, I don't want to experience success and lose my family. Yeah. Um, 
you know? And so, um, and, and here's the thing is I can't lead Tammy until she feels safe, secure, and loved. So how do I, how do I make her feel safe? How do I help her feel secure? How do I help her feel loved? And so just as threes, the, the win, right? The win is, is helping your sixth spouse feel safe, secure, and loved and know that their discernment, they're going to pick up on some things that you're going to miss um, because you're so driven. You don't, you, you know, you can't see the specifics of what's happening. And so, you know, in years past, Tammy would say, I don't trust that guy. That guy gives me the creeps. And these are pastors. And lo and behold, a year later, you know, they're, they're just, they're dirt bags, you know, and you're like, oh, wow. And so I was drawn to their leadership. I was drawn to their ability. And Tammy's like, yeah, I don't like being in the room with that guy. And I'm like, like, I don't trust something about their character. And Matthew is moving so fast as all three assertive, aggressive, future oriented types is the three, seven, eight. So, wow. Yeah. And so, and and so here at this, as the six learn to help your three celebrate. Like one of the saddest moments, I think for me, and I got to see it on film is I had, I had a podcast and it's called the debrief and we hit a million, um, oh, downloads awesome. and they come in, right. That's you. You're seven. They come in with balloons and everybody's celebrating. And on video, I say, that's all <laughs> right. And, and, and so our whole team is like, I, I deflated the entire team. And, and when I said that, like, I realized, okay, I have a problem celebrating. And so make threes celebrate mm-hmm. ach- goals that are achieved because what they do is they never stop. They're never thankful. They're never grateful. And they just, and, and so what happens is they're never satiated. Mm. You know, years ago in counseling, I went to this guy, this is before the Enneagram and he would ask me, are you satiated? And I was like, I don't even know what that word means. Um, you know, but are you satisfied? And, and the truth is I wasn't, you know, I, I was so driven. And this is what I tell threes. Um, threes are like dogs that chase a car what are you going to do if you catch it? Mm. And so why so many of our politicians are terrible is they're great at running. They're terrible at actually doing the job. Yeah. And so, you know, cause threes are, you know, magnanimous, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. these personalities, but they, and it's why I think God has told me, you know, I, we, we've been at sandals for 23 years. Wow. We're not leaving. We're staying because the, the, the shadow side of me wants to chase the next thing. Yeah. Rather than sitting and being a safe and secure place, you know, I told our church for many of the single moms in our church and, and the thousands of kids with no dads, I'm the only stable man in their life. Yeah. So if I leave, what do they have? And, and I think as pastors, we don't, we don't think about that. And, um, you know, we have, you know, we're in California and, um, we have a lesbian couple that came to Christ at our church and they have four kids, Mm -hmm. you know, four kids together. And, there's no man in the picture. They've given their lives to Christ. They're celibate, raising these four kids that they've adopted. Mm-hmm. And they tell me, you are the spiritual leader of our home. You are the man. And their kids come up to me every week for hugs mm-hmm. and cuddles. And they're like, yeah, well, there's no testosterone in our home yeah. Um, yeah. because they're living out their commitment to each other as sisters in Christ yeah. to raise the children that they've made a commitment to. And I just have to remind myself of that. And so I have to be safe, secure. And that's where I think Tammy, without being married to Tammy, I would have never become that. I just would have been chasing car after car after car. And um, I agree, especially with all three assertive, aggressive types. It was really important. You learn how to be satiated with, you know, rest with God. It also saved your life to a degree. I would believe that 
Um, I know I had a health and fitness instructor on to tell she's an Enneagram marriage and family therapist and a fitness coach. And she said that her eights will burn themselves out. We often give the advice and I give it too to my eight clients. Well, then do two workouts a day. Um, I know my dad who is past now, but is, was an eight, he would actually go to the gym and hospice nurses would be waiting for him. Like, where the heck are you? He's like, I'm at the gym living my life. So there's this beauty to that. But like, at the same time, it's like, hang on, you might be able to have more longevity if you understand balance. And, um, I love that, you know, your wife's been teaching you that God's been teaching you that all these wonderful people at your church are saying some of them non-verbally, and you have to stop to consider it. Some of them even out loud saying, you know, you're important to me. And that's a great message for threes is you do matter. Your work matters, but it's more than just your work. It's you. And I love that you make that point in your book too. Like, yes, it's about God but God's crazy about you. So how are you going to be at your best? And Tammy does that. Um, Mm -hmm. God does that for you. And then you picking it up and being brave, you do it too. So I love that. And then Tammy, what would you say for him? Like, what are good tips for spouses of sixes, whether they're males or females, if it's a three, six, um, I think for, well, let me say one thing before that. I think one thing that Matt and I did have done, that's been crucial is we sat down and said, at the end of it all, what is the win? Mm. And we had to decide, was it that we, if we had the biggest church in America, is that the win, Mm. but we're distant and our kids don't love Jesus and hate the church. Like what is the win? And I think if you're married to someone who's a three, that's a super important conversation. And we had to decide with all of the wins that they're, they are at the end of it all, what's the best win. And we decided it's that we're still happily married, just married balanced, and our kids love Jesus. And so when things get wobbly, we have something to come back to together. What's the biggest win for us. Mm. Um, But if you're married to a six, I would say this, like, it would, it was such a frustration to Matt so often that I would just be like, well, what if this happens? Well, what if that, you know, and I would go worst case scenario, but asking me not to do that is like asking me not to breathe. Like it's just how I work. And so if you're married to a six, their fears are, are so all over the place. Like Matt, we can nail down his fear. Like he's afraid of failure. Right. Sixes are afraid of everything. And so there's, there's different components to that. It's our relational fear. That's why, like I said, when he's critical of me, he'll start with, I'm not going anywhere. I adore you. You're it for me for life. You know, then we can get to it, but there's a lot of actual fear of like things that Matt goes to bed at night and he'll, he doesn't matter if every door is open, Mm -hmm. he goes to bed. He's, he's not thinking of a thing. I go to bed at night. I check every single door. I cannot sleep because I'm convinced that that's the night someone's breaking in someone's whatever, you know, I don't want to go running alone because I know everything that could go wrong. And so if you're married to a six, it really is so important that you help manage those real fears, lock the doors at night, get the security system, make the gate, but also to walk them through everything that could go right. Mm. I think like Matt told the scuba story and he said, well, I would have never asked her to do this, but here's the thing. I got to learn scuba and we've done it all over. I would have never done something that fascinating if he hadn't pulled me to that. So to also be always like counterbalance, you know, what Matt does for me is he counterbalances. I'm always thinking of what could go wrong. He's always helping me see, but what, 
what if it could go right? When I speak, I, I, I do not love public speaking, but I am in a role that requires it from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm always like, well, what if this, what if that is like, what if the women love it? What if they love you? What if, and so if you're married to a six, you have to be having that perspective all the time to speak out loud, everything that could go right to help the six spouse manage because they're already super keenly aware of everything that can go wrong. And then also like we kind of hit on a little bit earlier, Six is another name for the six, which is the loyalist or the faithful person. But a lot of Enneagram people now are starting to refer to the six as the guardian mm-hmm. because we're guardian of relationship and truth. Mm-hmm. It's super, super important, even if it's a hard truth to speak truth to your six mm-hmm. spouse, because untruth makes us feel very insecure because we're having to guess i think that's why we we (laughs) which which is my course (laughs) right Right. you're like dang it it leaves too many sins for us to be managing in our mind and so even if it's a difficult truth to speak the truth so that at least they know what's going on be honest as much as you're able always pursue being honest even when it's difficult even when it's hard even when it makes you feel insecure because that helps them know what they're dealing with instead of having to imagine 10 different worst case scenarios because it's all untrue you know they don't know what's true um and then i also think it was great how you said speak the truth and i'm just allowing it to ring into my ears the message for the three speaking the truth in love yeah. Every fear they already had <laughs> to handle it in love to be like, you know, and, and a lot of my friends will say to me, you know, like it's a, it's a random thing, but every friend who's close to me will say like, whenever there's an argument, they know that I'm already assessing, yeah. is this the end, you know, like <laughs> going to die. So they'll be like, you're not breaking up with me today. You were not breaking up. Yeah. You know, they'll say yeah. that to me, but that's important of like, okay, we're secure, even if the yeah. boundaries change yeah. a little bit and they'll be Ooh, direct like and say, fear is getting the best of you. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody that's, say, you know, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that's, that's helpful for me. Yeah. You know? Mm, yeah. I had a um, person about a year ago on my Instagram say during the middle of the COVID crisis, how can I set a boundary with my six. So I said, you know, let them lament for about 30 minutes or so, or decide on the right time frame for you guys. Maybe it's two hours for somebody, 15 minutes for another, but the person who was this person who was a six, who saw the story answer wrote in my DMS and said, uh, you know, are you kidding me? Only a half hour to hour. We need hours all day to process our fears. So mm-hmm. it was eye opening for me to hear that. And also yeah, yeah. helpful for me to hear Tammy, like, But if you do have to set a boundary, tell us in truth and don't just cut us off altogether. I think that's huge. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you talk about this a lot, but you know, the six is the style on the Enneagram that actually kind of has two styles, the phobic or counterphobic. Yes, yes, we do know that. I love that. I I think that that's important too. Like I am a counterphobic. So I am like, I tend to attack what I'm afraid of, which actually overwhelms almost every other style because they're like, like, we're talking about it now. And, you know, but, but if they're phobic six, if the six in your life is phobic, they're going to avoid whatever they're mm-hmm. afraid of. So some of that directness, I I'm just thinking like directness really works with me, but I'm also a counterphobic six. Whereas mm. with a phobic six, 
I don't know how to speak to that because I'm not one, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you know, I think some directness, like truth will still matter. Security and grounding still matters, you know, and we go to our worst self when we feel unsafe, insecure, and not loved. So with a folk, a phobic six that tends to avoid what they're afraid of, they're not going to want the directness, but they still want the way to figure out how to, what does safety look like? Mm-hmm. What does security look like? Yeah. So I think it's important to know, does the, does the, does your spouse, and if, you know, they need to figure that out. Do I tend to be more aggressive? Like a lot of people think I'm an eight because I'm an attacker. Right. Really, I attack so that we can reconnect yeah. in security. Yeah, absolutely. And six and eight are both reactive types along with four. So it makes sense. And now knowing you're counterphobic, why people mistake you for that eight. But I think that the phobic six is still want friendship and relationship with their spouse and others. So I love that piece of advice because they need that. Like they need not to be cut off just as much needs to figure out how to still help them feel safe. Yeah. That the aggressiveness probably won't look the same as it would for a folk, you know, counterphobic. Yes. And then the six is forced in a healthy way to process their own thoughts by themselves for a bit, you know, and that's obviously what we were saying, like whatever we're trying to get from our spouse, we're all going to need to run to God at some point. So that forces them to, yes, maybe they've had a panic attack in the meantime, but they've learned their breath work. They're crying. They're getting the emotions out. And now God is healing them and you know, they can come back to their spouse with, okay, this is, I'm not thinking inhibited anymore because my panic had overridden. I'm actually clear now and I'm mm-hmm. less angsty. I'm less uh, reactive and I'm less pushing. And it, it's like that pursuer distance or cycle in marriage. So I love that you guys are teaching us how to balance that. I love that the book was so direct. I use a lot of circuitous routes. This was very direct and clear. So thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell me what is the best way for our audience to get a hold of you guys and your book and your ministry? Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me is through a book called you.com. So that's the best way or through uh, Instagram. So you can direct message me at Matthew Stephen Brown, but the best way to get the book is Amazon. So mm-hmm. it's, it's everywhere. It's Barnes and Noble, it's Target. Um, you know, I think it's, I mean, I don't even know all the book distributors now, but it's everywhere. As far as I know that books are sold, yeah. that books are sold, but um, you know, Amazon, I think is the quickest way to get the book and it ships October 5th. So we're super excited. And for me, that would be Mrs. Tammy Brown on Instagram or at Sandals Church. A lot of this content, because, you know, our church is our, our baby. That's, that's what's most important to us. And so, you know, this, this content originated out of a heart for our church to be healthy, not Mm. just saved, (laughs) but like, what does it look like to try to have them healthy? And so Mm. most of this we're generating through Sandals Church too. Mm. So through Matthew Stephen Brown or Mrs. Tammy Brown and Oh, thank you so much. Of course. And I'm putting it in the show notes so everybody can click right to it as well. So thank you guys. Okay. Well, I hope you guys have such a great day. I hope that you get to enjoy the book. I hope that you don't just stay your one type, but that you allow your glow with your spouse to truly make you deeper, richer, better, healthier as 
Matthew and Tammy are trying to do at their church, just to take your faith and your whole life to a much fuller level. That is truly a great gift to all of us when you share your bright hues together, when you're shining out your gifts, and of course, when you're just being honest about your shadows and starting to notice your shadows. So I'm super grateful that they took this time to really go deep with us today. I hope that you'll enjoy their new book. Matthew's book comes out tomorrow if you're listening live on Monday, October 4th, but tomorrow it's out. So get your pre-order going at Amazon or elsewhere. I hope you guys have a great day and I hope that you guys will be joining us next week as we talk about Enneagram and fitness with Hallie from Fit Enneagram, who is not only an amazing fitness instructor, but also a marriage and family therapist. What a cool combo and an Enneagram enthusiast coming on to talk with me about this. Plus she's the two six glow. So we get to hear about the way a two six works together. We get to hear about fitness for all of our types. And I hope that we will continue to try to be balanced spiritually, physically, emotionally, and in every way possible. I will be working on this with you. Have a great day, guys. Bye.